Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of our podcast, St. Louis Marie de Montfort and True Devotion. In this episode, we come to what St. Louis Marie says is the perfect form of devotion to the Blessed Virgin. We have seen that St. Louis Marie acknowledges that there are many different forms of devotion to Mary that are genuine, and that therefore will lead us to Jesus, which, as we have seen, he says has to be the ultimate aim of any form of Christian devotion. But in number 118 of his book, True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin, he makes a very bold statement, or we might be tempted to call it bold. He says, Having read nearly every book on devotion to the Blessed Virgin, and talked to the most saintly and learned people of the day, I can now state with conviction that I have never known or heard of any devotion to Our Lady which is comparable to the one I am going to speak of. It is, first of all, rather a big claim that he has read nearly every book on devotion to the Blessed Virgin. But in fact, when he was studying for the priesthood at the famous seminary of Saint-Sulpice in Paris, he was appointed the librarian for the seminary library. Now this library was indeed one of the best libraries, certainly in France and possibly in the whole world, for works on theology and its various branches, including what we call Mariology, the study of Mary's role in the history of salvation. So St. Louis-Marie did have the opportunity to read nearly all the available books on devotion to Our Lady, as he says. The seminary of Saint-Sulpice was also acknowledged to be one of the best in France at the time, and it was close to the famous University of the Sorbonne, so he would also have had the opportunity, as he claims, to have talked with the most saintly and learned people of the day. So we can accept his claim, and so put our faith in what he claims to be the best form of devotion to Mary. But what is it? A little further on, St. Louis-Marie says that this perfect devotion to Mary consists in giving oneself entirely to Mary in order to belong entirely to Jesus through her. And he calls this gift of oneself a consecration. What does that mean? Well, we use the word consecration in various circumstances. For example, we Catholics refer to the consecration in the Mass, the moment when the priest, by reciting the words used by Jesus himself at the Last Supper, this is my body, this is my blood, causes the bread and wine to be changed in their very nature into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But we also use the word consecration with regard to sacred vessels. A chalice, for example, is consecrated, meaning that it is set aside for the sole purpose of being used in the Mass to hold the wine that becomes the precious blood of Christ. Similarly, an altar, or indeed a church, is consecrated, meaning that it is set aside for the sole purpose of the worship of God. We also speak of the consecration of a bishop, meaning that he is appointed for the task of caring pastorally for God's people, or the consecration of a priest's hands, which will be used for the administration of the sacraments. 
We also, in Christian countries which are governed by a monarch, speak of the consecration of the king or queen, meaning that they are solemnly dedicated to the good governance of their people. So, as you can perhaps see, in all these various uses of the word consecration, there is an element of being set aside for some sacred purpose, of being entirely dedicated to that sacred purpose alone, with the obligation to faithfully serve that purpose. So, when St. Louis Marie speaks of his perfect devotion as consisting of giving oneself entirely to Mary, in order to belong entirely to Jesus through her, he is perfectly justified in calling this gift of oneself a consecration. Now it may be objected that a person can only be consecrated to God, not to any inferior person or purpose. And strictly speaking, this is perhaps true. But we do, in fact, also speak of a person consecrating their time, for example, to study, or consecrating their lives to the search for knowledge, or to the care of the sick, and so on. So we do use the word consecration for less sacred forms of dedication. So St. Louis Marie is not being unreasonable in using the term consecration for the act of giving ourselves entirely to Mary. Besides, he says explicitly that the whole purpose of this giving ourselves entirely to Mary is to belong entirely to Jesus Christ himself, who, we believe, is God. So ultimately, the consecration he is speaking about is to God rather than to Mary herself. And he claims that the more one is consecrated to Mary, then the more one is consecrated to God himself, because Mary is, of all creatures, the most conformed to the will of God, the person who is herself the most consecrated to God. St. Louis-Marie goes on to enlarge on what he means by entirely given to Mary, so as to be entirely dedicated to Jesus. He says that we literally give to Mary by this devotion our whole being and our whole lives. He enumerates. We give her, he says, our body with all its senses and members, in other words, our whole physical selves. We give her our soul with its faculties, in other words, our whole spiritual selves. We give her our present material possessions and all we shall acquire in the future, everything of a material nature that we possess or ever will possess, including our house, our money, our car, our furniture, in fact everything, to be used for the glory of God alone. And finally we give her our interior and spiritual possessions, that is, our merits, virtues, and good actions of the past, the present, and the future. This last may seem to quantify grace, in other words, to treat grace as something like material possessions. But this was indeed the way in which grace was understood largely in his day. Today we might phrase this in a different way but the reality is that we give ourselves entirely or totally to Mary, and through her to Jesus by this form of devotion. And he adds, this we do without any reservation, not even of a penny, a hair, 
or the smallest good deed, and we give for all eternity, without claiming or expecting in return for our offering and our service, any other reward than the honour of belonging to our Lord through Mary. This is why this form of devotion to Mary is rightly called total consecration to Jesus through Mary. It is nothing half-hearted or merely partial. It is a total gift of all that we are and have and do. Now it will be obvious from all this that such a form of devotion is very demanding. We can hold nothing back. And so it is a form of devotion that will not appeal to everyone. And it is a form of devotion that not everyone will be able to embrace fully. St. Louis-Marie recognizes this when he says in number 119 of True Devotion, It will not be understood in the same way by everyone. Some, the great majority, will stop short at the threshold and go no further. Others, not many, will take but one step into its interior. Who will take a second step? Who will take a third? Finally, who will remain in it permanently? only the one to whom the Spirit of Jesus reveals the secret. In other words, he is acknowledging, as I said, that it is not for everyone, and he has also made it quite plain that it is certainly not the only form of genuine devotion to Mary, or the only way of being united with Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, he does claim that it is the best and most effective way of being united with Jesus Christ, as we have all been called to be by our very baptism. So St. Louis-Marie claims that this form of devotion to Mary, by which we give ourselves entirely to her, so as to be given entirely to Jesus, as we always have to remember, is a perfect renewal of the vows and promises of holy baptism. He will expand on this theme later in his book, in Numbers 126 to 133. In the next episodes of our podcast we will see in more detail what is involved in this form of devotion and why St. Louis-Marie considers it such an effective means of union with Jesus Christ. In the meantime, God bless you all.